Hey, Rich Friends, welcome to today's episode of the T-Mac Inspired Show. Uh, you guys are in for a treat. I'm going to be sitting down with my business bestie. Yes, I have a business bestie too. Um, her name is Dr. Tamara Neely, and she's also known as the Nurse Preneur. So go grab your business bestie, and I'll see you on the other side. Stay tuned. my bbff on the show hey girl hey <laughs> hey t-mac dr t-mac that is yes oh my god why haven't you been on the show yeah i did my show i was number one that is right and what happened was it the audio or something yes. didn't, didn't it was come like across echo or a real bad that, echo we, we yes. said, you were gonna be the first one on my show that is right like Last year. When you first started it. Yeah. It was, oh, okay. My bad. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm and sorry, so, BBFF. Hey, I'm. when it's your time, it's your time. No. So today is my time. So, you know, I waited patiently. So I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Listen, I want you to tell the world, tell everybody who's listening and watching who you are, what you do, and how you help people. Well, my name is Dr. Tam Neely. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I love, just love helping people. I do a lot of government contracts, uh, real estate, really heavy in real estate, because I think that real estate is the game changer mm -hmm. for generational wealth mm -hmm. and legacy building, because you, when you die, you can just pass that down mm -hmm. for generations. Um, so I've done anything, anything related to, to housing and healthcare. So I've had licensed group homes unlicensed group homes, multi-unit housing with assisted living, which is kind of a type of assisted living. Um, I, I rent out my properties for Section 8 tenants. Mm -hmm. I believe in putting them in a better neighborhood that they couldn't afford. Mm -hmm. So every house that I've bought and stayed in personally, I put a Section 8 tenant in there mm -hmm. for two of them. And then the third one, I decided to make that a sex. So I have three Section 8 tenants. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also believe in helping other entrepreneurs. So mm -hmm. I let them use my property uh, to open up an unlicensed and a licensed group home. Yes. 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 So major it just makes the, make, you make more money mm -hmm. um, when you can um, use that, your property and, and put it to a business. Mm -hmm. For um, sure. For yes. sure. So how long have you been a nurse? Um, I became a nurse before I became a, a nurse. I actually had my first, my very first business was, uh, around 2000. I was a, um, a childcare, had a childcare agency what? for a license. Yeah. And an in-home daycare. I didn't know that. I know a lot of people don't know. That was my very first taste of entrepreneurship. So tell me about it. What happened? Um, well, I got the license and I knew where the money was at and the, the money was in after school. Because they only can go from two to six. They don't get out of school until about three on the bus mm -hmm. to get to my place to about three thirty, four o'clock. So I only had to keep them for like two hours, but you got paid for the whole four hours. Who paid you? The government. What? Yes. You know, you they get the vouchers. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, so was it? The, so how did how did that work though? How'd you get paid by the government? So they get those vouchers, and so basically with the vouchers, then they would pay me at the end of the month. Who the, the, the people that got the vouchers? Yes. Okay. So the, so basically, it was a state-run uh, program, mm-hmm. which federal dollars, and so yeah, so I used that, and then I had mm-hmm. some private pay clients, and so. I decided you've been pimping the government that. for a long time. You, who who's got the most money? The government. Okay, when we had, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, their money doesn't run out. They can just go make more money. They print more money whenever they need it. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on. So if you gonna if you gonna work for someone or have a relationship with someone, a business needs, partner need to be the government. government. Exactly. Okay, so what? How long you did? How long did you do that? I did that for like less than a year. So that was right before I, I started nursing school. So I decided that if I ever did it again, I would do it in a building, freestanding building. What did you do it in? At my house. So oh, you did it at lip, your house. house. It was an in-home daycare, licensed, where you okay. could do up to six children and eight if you join after school only. Okay. So, so what made you decide that you want to be a nurse? Um, because when I started college, I really wanted to be a PA, a physician assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get in at Duke University because I didn't know that you had to have these prerequisites mm-hmm. to work as like a CNA mm-hmm. or just get that healthcare experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something just hit me like, why don't you just do nursing? It has the flexibility, you know, when you have children. Um, I think I was pregnant. Uh, with Michaela, had her in 2000, mm-hmm. and then I started nursing school from 2001 to 2003. So you, you were an RN first? Uh, I became a, a RN. I just went straight to uh, RN school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did the associate's program. Okay. And then from there, I went and got my bachelor's because, mm-hmm. you know, they were talking about the magnet status. You need mm-hmm. to have your BSN. So, you know, I like to be ahead of the curve mm-hmm. and not when you be up under the eight ball where you have to actually do it. You only got When you're forced time. to do it. When you're oh, forced yes. to do it. It's different. So, yeah. yeah. I said, let me do it on my time. So, I went on and got that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went one day to um, help out a lady with a home care agency just to do her soup visits. You know, so it's like maybe 30 minutes to do What is it. a soup visit? Supervisory visit. Okay. You know, where you go see a client that has Medicaid every 90 days. Mm-hmm. And so she was need, needed nurses to get her caught up. Mm. And so I did it just that one day. And she told me how much money she made. How much? She had made over like two or $300,000 in a year. Wow. And I'm like, wait, you, you a CNA? And she was a CNA? She was a CNA. And you did her her work. Yeah. And I'm like, well, the math wasn't mathing. <laughs> I was like, I'm finna, I'm finna open up me one because you need a nurse. I'm the nurse. So I'm going to make money from the very beginning because. Because you're the nurse. Yeah. So I was able to open up my, I, when this happened like in May, I had my license by November. It takes about five at the earliest, five to six months to get it. Okay. And I did those policies and procedures, got it, and took my patient. The first patient was actually um, someone that went to my church. Mm. And I had that client for about eight to ten years. Wow. Yes. So so you had a, what was it called? It was a, a Home Care for the Carolinas is the name of my business that I still have. But I did what we call PCS, personal care services. Okay, so so 
in Florida, I believe it's um, non-medical home, home care. care. It's what it's Basically, called here. Okay, mm-hmm. same thing, same thing. Same okay, because yeah. I had I had a, I had a non-medical home mm-hmm. care company. And then we also did like cap clients. So those basically are the same clients, but you just get more hours. Mm-hmm. So those clients are more suitable maybe for like an assistant living or a nursing home. So you, um, because you were licensed, you got paid Medi- the, Medicaid. Medicaid rate. So they pay me from the jump. So I've always been in the positive because I was a nurse. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at back then you were able, so this is in 2006 that I opened up my home care agency. So in May, I'll be celebrating 17 years. Wow. 17 years. So, okay, so you you did the, the, the in-home daycare, went and got your RN, you started help working, doing supervisory visits for us. Just one, just one, one day, visit. One day. Okay, one day. One day. And you asked her how much money she made. Well, she told me, I don't think I asked her, she just told me how much money she made. And I was like, whoa. And, and I then know you what I'm getting ready to do. <laughs> and so you immediately, immediately, you immediately said, "I'm I'm applying for this type of licensure. I'm this is what I'm going to do." How did you get into government contracts, though? How did that start? That was a friend of mine. Um, she was going. It was the VA. They were actually getting ready to start this new program with contracts. They had what they call the GPD, which is grant per diem, mm-hmm. but you have to have a nonprofit. In mm-hmm. order to the, to do this, mm-hmm. but this would be for for profits or non profits. Mm-hmm. So uh, we they had we started going to meetings, interest meetings, and it took probably like interest meetings of like over a year and a half. Um, my girlfriend started doing it, but the one that I wanted was the medical. Mm-hmm. Because, but it's you wanted really, to tie it in, yeah, to yeah. what you were already they doing. They had the, what they called the non medical and the medical, medical, and so I was like, the medical paid more money. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to wait till that one comes out. Then I'll apply because I only have that one house mm-hmm. that I own. And so my girlfriend, they end up getting extra beds. And so I didn't realize it until like later on, I was basically a subcontracting with her mm-hmm. getting the experience. And mm. so she was like, you can have a house, go find your house. And I found a house that I could rent, but I saved my house for the medical bed. Mm. And I did that for with the women. So I started off with the unlike I started off doing the VA houses with women, and then I was like, "Oh, I ain't doing this." Uh, uh-uh. I need to go when I get my other one. I'm doing strictly men. Okay, and then I just transitioned from women to men. Was it hard getting a government contract? Um, I have always got my first every contract I have applied for. You got even it. with my nonprofit. I didn't have I had Medicaid. Uh, HIV case management experience, but I didn't have it, you know, so they used that experience. Mm. And so I was able to get my very first nonprofit uh, grant with, as soon as I opened, it was brand new. Like I opened it up and I waited to the next Do you think there's what, do you think you were just in the right place at the right time? Or what do you think? Just, just divine. Was this divine? Was it? A mix of what do you think? Because if you, I know the reason why I'm asking because I applied for a government contract. Remember? Yes. And I was the only one that who applied, so right, I knew yeah. they were going to give it to me. And COVID happened, mm-hmm. and they put the contract on hold. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. When they put the contract on hold, um, 
some kind of way, you know, when everybody was trying to figure out what was going to yeah. happen with COVID, the Salvation Army came in and underbidded me and got uh -huh. that contract. Yeah. They're going to always go with, if they can, the cheapest. The cheapest. But also, if you're doing great services, they're going to have to pay you if they want to keep you. So right. that's where negotiation comes in. So I, I really feel like um, I've been blessed and mm. I really love what I do and I want to get paid for what I do as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would say, I, I don't know if it's divine. I just been in the right place at the right time, you know, season the opportunity. Yeah. So when the yeah. opportunity is there, I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to tell you what I, what I, what I hear. You're not, you didn't say it, but this is what I'm hearing. You always knew what you wanted and you didn't say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. If you, if you saw something, you said, I want it. And then you did it. Oh yes. You give it up. That's I'm what I'm hearing. It. Oh yeah. Gonna... I, the different stories that you're telling, I'm hearing she wanted it. She yeah. went and made it happen. Yeah. I would, I would consider myself a go-getter. A doer. You know, just give me the information. I'm going to research it and I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. I hear. Okay. So let me see. Okay. So you're getting these, so you're getting the government contracts, right? Yes. You're getting the grants, grants which, so. are, which are separate. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then what made you say, let me start buying more properties? Because I knew that, you know, they always say that every millionaire, billionaire in their portfolio, there's some type of real estate, mm -hmm. you know, maybe different type for yeah. me. Um, it goes hand in hand with me. Why would I rent a place out? Cause I don't have full control or what mm -hmm. we call site control of that property mm -hmm. that that owner can, can, can kick any, you out. Yeah. And like, I'm going to sell I got my kicked property. Out, remember? Yes. My, my group <laughs> they, on my they head. tried to do it to me in one of my properties. And, and the only reason why they didn't do it, the family came and looked at it and they said, Oh, this is old. This is not what you told us. We don't want it. And, I had already found another property. Mm. So I gave that property to my girlfriend, but that feeling of how it made me feel, mm -mm. I'm like, okay, I got to find another property, mm. but I couldn't. What I ended up doing is I ended up adding additional three bedrooms and one bath to one of the properties that I had. So it's now like over 3,400 square feet. It's seven bedrooms and mm -hmm. three and a half baths. Mm -hmm. So I remember when um, the pandemic hit, um, there was like a, I don't know what you did or you, you said something, made a post or something about, um, labs, labs, clear labs, do a clear lab to do COVID testing. And you probably talked at least a thousand nurses. Yeah. I never kept up with it. You know, I just asked God to give me these witty ideas because I wanted to become debt free. I didn't want it to get out of debt. <laughs> and it just clicked like you know they always say when there's a disaster or mm -hmm. whatever there's always that was opportunity. opportunity right and so it was just I would say those from 2000 maybe 2001 uh -huh. I worked so hard doing that I mean it was just so many ideas that I had uh -huh. that I worked that's the hardest I've ever worked in my business Really? Because I was, it was so many opportunities. Uh, oh, you talking about with COVID? With COVID here, there were so many opportunities of, you know, getting us grant money here 
or applying, applying for, for this, this, applying for that. Yeah. Yes. And then what I noticed is if you didn't have your business set, set up, up with the right foundation. And so when you're doing government contracts, you have to have everything set up properly. So, so it was just easy to get all the money. Yes. It was like, did, did you apply for this grant here? Did you apply for this? It was just so much money that was available in mm. so many different programs. Mm. So I, I meant it like that. And then helping all these people, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. you said, all over the U.S. to see people become, to use the clear labs and make, to get that money. I Some know for sure, for sure. never made that much money, money in their life, in their businesses. Some of them had just opened up a business and just generated to do that. a half a million dollars. Like so, I know for sure one, one person made over a million dollars. Oh yes. With the clear lab. Yes. And it was able to, from that to buy properties, properties. Mm -hmm. you know, say they, they, that was like a springboard for them to go to do whatever mm -hmm. else they wanted, mm -hmm. but it got them into it. And it's like a way know, better position. Yes. And so some yeah. people didn't seize the opportunity. Mm. And so the opportunity was there. So then when some people, you know, they come on the very end, you know, so March of 2022 is they like, okay, we're not paying for the test. Anymore. The money dried up. The money, because guess what? We sent the money over to war. <laughs> Another country. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, the money dried up. And so a lot of people was like, man, I should have listened to you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and I only, I did it for Nurses Week. And I only charged them, guess what? What was it like, $39 or 49 It was the year. Whatever the year. That was $20 and 21 cents. Something like that. That was it. They so paid for 20, they paid $20 and became a millionaire for $20. Some of them, and I saw some of them that had took the course, they'd never done anything with it because the price was so cheap. What they didn't you, do anything with it. Okay, so let me ask you this. Why, why do you feel like people don't pay attention when something is free or cheap because they have no skin in the game. They're not vested. Mm. But if I charged you, when I started charging them more like a thousand or 2000, they were more invested. So you went from $20 to how much? Was, uh, to about 2000 <laughs> because I saw I had the value. Received, yeah. I already knew the value was there, but I saw, I hate when people pay for something and you don't use it. Mm. Like why pay for it? Right, right, right. right. So I, I was like, and then we had, oh, definitely we had receipts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People were making a half a million, million dollars, buying properties. $300,000. You know, they were making yes. a lot of money. Yeah. Yes. With the clear lab. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, we're going to have to charge more. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I was definitely, definitely uh, blessed with doing that. And now what I see is a lot of people getting into wanting to have nonprofits um, mm. and getting those grants. So are you, what are you doing now? How are you helping people? Um, I still have my, uh, the nursepreneur business community, okay. CEO community. So we just meet like once a month and kind of what we're teaching now is going over how to do a government contract, Okay, you know, for your for-profit. And then if you're making a certain amount of income, it's best to form you a nonprofit. So that's what y'all doing right now. Mm -hmm. We're learning about government contracts and they're going to actually apply because there's nothing with having the knowledge and, not and you don't apply it. it. Mm -hmm. It's like, why get it? And you're not going to go apply for mm -hmm. a grant. Mm -hmm. That's how you have an opportunity to win. Mm -hmm. You got to get in the game and apply. Mm -hmm. So what else you got going on? Um, that's about it. I'm just enjoying life. I'm, I'm 
traveling, mm -hmm. you know, I'm back to my where I'm going to go for this month. Mm -hmm. Traveling once a month, mm -hmm. um, just spending time with my family, coming to spend like a week with my business, the bestie. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun though. <laughs> yeah, so just really enjoying. Mm -hmm. So I think this year, for my, you know, I always say, what am I going to do for my birthday? Mm -hmm. And um, I like to do different things. So, you know, one year I got the concealed permit. Um, you know, one year I learned how to, you know, have a motorcycle. I did that one year. And I was like, well, what do I want to do this year? I want to do something doing? different. I think I want to do like 30 days of like maybe going, meeting with someone, going out to eat with a family member. Or or something like that every day yeah, for 30 every days. Day. You're going to be fat if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do love eating, so I have to eat salad. If you go out with somebody thirty days of dinner in a row, that is not a that's look, a recipe for disaster. Look, I'm just gonna I, tell you that now. Yes, but I want to do something different. But at least visiting, you know, maybe maybe we should just do like coffee or whatever. But I do yeah. want to do something different and do it for the whole month. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think of something low carb to do. Yeah, that's fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to tell tell uh, my listening audience? Um, yes, I guess we we'll probably be doing something, right? Oh, I mean, with we the coupon blueprint. Talk about what we do? Yeah, how did we become business besties yeah, or whatever? Did, yeah, yeah. How, tell the story. How did we become business? Besties? I didn't have a choice. You just what? said you just said you're my business bestie, and I said you I saw am. It, you saw it on Facebook, right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> said me and my business bestie Tasha McCray, and I was like. Me? We business besties? We ain't had no what? We, we had no a conversation, conversation about it? Look. I didn't have a choice. That's how it happened. I mean, Look. I didn't I didn't pick you, you picked me. <laughs> but you agreed, right? I, I mean I had no choice. I mean it was out there. You put it out there. Yeah, you could have said, Oh no. Take that down. <laughs> but no, mm -hmm. so so yeah, that's how it happened. But we, we met, we had so much in common when we met. Yes. Um you know, our husbands had a lot in common and yeah. we just click. We click. We both kind of have the same business acumen. Oh, yeah. You know, we're both go getters. You know, we won't see something. We want it. We make it happen. We like mm -hmm. helping other people, we're both nurses. And, you know, so we we had a lot of commonalities. So it worked. Um, and then, you know, I was I had a, a, a unlicensed group home and I done a class, had done a class and asked you to come on and speak. And you did. You know, I still got that. That thing's still selling. What? Yes. So anyway, so I asked you to come on and speak. You did. And then one day my husband and I were out golfing. And you said, hey, I got an idea. And this was in the middle of COVID. You said, mm -hmm. I got an idea. And I was like, what? And you're like, I think we should travel the country and teach other people how to open up unlicensed group homes. I'm like, no, I do that online. I ain't doing that. And he was like, no, no. Let's, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm playing golf right now. He said, wait, wait, just, just stop for one minute. Let me just, let's just talk about it. And I said, like, we really literally had to stop playing golf. People that know golf know that you really can't stop playing golf because you have people that um, they're behind like you. you. And so we mm -hmm. had to let them play through us. They call it through them. I, I okay. said, babe, just let them play through us. He was like, are you serious? Like, you really going to take a business call on the golf course? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And, and then that's how we started. And, and we literally just immediately formed a business, a real business. Yes. <laughs> And just started going around the country teaching people yeah. how to open a licensed group home because I was supposed to still travel every month, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, we're nurses; we know what to do and yeah. stay safe." So let's travel. In the middle of a pandemic, we birthed that business, and 
Yeah, everybody attended our conferences with masks on. Then we had masks with our logo oh, on yeah. it. You know, uh -huh. just, but you know, nobody got COVID, thank God. Right. And and they learned how to open, you know, start open up their own unlicensed group home. And it was just, I just feel like, I feel like when something is when something is working, and your help, I said it in the last podcast show I did, when when something is working. And you see it helping generations, mm -hmm. like whole families. Yeah. And you see, you literally see it's because of something you help somebody do. Um, it looks different. You feel different. You feel better about yourself. Right? Mm. Oh, yes. And that's what this is all about. Every single mm. thing we do, if we feel like it's not helping somebody, we, we won't do it. Right. You know, some people are not like that. But I can mm -hmm. honestly say, like, you know, everybody in our circle, we're like that. And we, right. we recognize if it's not, if people are, are, aren't doing the work, right. we'll stop. We're like, because mm -hmm. that, that's our energy wasted right. and their money wasted. So mm -hmm. that's what I like about, we'll, we always come back to the table and say, okay, let's see what's working, what's not working, and let's mm -hmm. fix, you know, fix the thing, so. And we made a lot of money too. Who Jesus, Lord Look, is. Lord CPAs is. is like, what, what are y'all doing? Our CPAs <laughs> thought we was dope dealers. <laughs> What like, y'all doing? It's COVID. What, how y'all making how all this money? This? Yeah, it was crazy. It yes, was fun though. It was. But thank you for coming on. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Thanks for watching today's episode of the TMAC Inspire Show. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor. Go ahead and click like, subscribe, share it comment you know all those good things go if you're on in instagram you know do the do the instagram thing if you're on youtube do the youtube thing if you're on apple Podcasts, do the apple podcast thing leave me a review always remember that dr t max says you can have it all <laughs>